This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Wow. I get oh, more and more irate God. This. <laughs> Can I say, first of all, this we've got a lot of your comments in, yeah. in this podcast because... You've so eloquently and articulately put across such good arguments mm. for this and also such meaningful, heartfelt yeah. comments. So, And this is yeah. a chat about A-level results and obviously by the time you listen to this, the GCSEs will be out. Um, and it's just taking a moment to respect the achievements of this generation and this year's students and school kids rather than, as you feel, Nadia, and have heard, the media trying to sort of untrack it and question it <clears throat> and invalidate it, in a sense. Mm. Is it unvalidate or invalidate? You're the one with an MA. No, I've got an English Is it unvalidate or invalidate? Invalidate. Thank you. Invalidate. <laughs> I've got an O-level, I think, in it. Well done. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. Oh my God, it's hard being a modern parent. It really, really is. And yesterday I was moved, stroke, slightly enraged by um, the way that the media were covering uh, A-level results yesterday. Um, and we had a bit of a chat about it. Were you mostly aggravated though by particular radio presenters? Because all I saw yesterday... Uh, though I, I heard what you were saying, all I heard was just how many more A's and A stars mm. there were this year than any other year. I think they're up six and a half percent, which is brilliant. And did you hear sort of various individuals in the press sort of questioning that or challenging that? There were people that were directly saying it was a load of old rubbish, that basically teachers had skewed, if they'd been a teacher, they would have skewed it to make sure that they pupils got A's. This was actually Nick Ferrari had said this yesterday. He said, you know, well, if I was a teacher, I know what I would have been doing. I would have skewed to an A. Maybe that's why he's a teacher. (laughs) And, um, you know, there was a lot of that sort of stuff anyway yesterday. It really got me cross. Um, And we talked about it on our Coffee Moaning, which we do on our YouTube every day, do we not, Mark? Yes. Uh, So if you've never joined us on our YouTube channel, do come over there because we quite often have quite parent-like conversations when we are talking around news stories. Uh, We do it every morning. Um, Yeah, the Sawala Adelie's over on YouTube. Yeah, and I mean, in many ways, this kind of topic came up from that, didn't it? Yeah, because I'd done this rant on Instagram and um, actually, thank you, so many of you left so many comments underneath my rant yesterday that we're actually going to read those out today, some of those out today, because they were so relevant. And I think we did touch a nerve yesterday, I think, off the back of 18 months and all that as parents we've gone through, as individuals gone through, and of course the kids have gone through. Mm. Yesterday we and needed... And the teachers. Yeah, and the teachers. I mean, we've got some great comments coming in from teachers. Yesterday should have been celebratory. Yesterday was not the time to question in the way that it was being questioned. So should we have a little listen yes, to my rant? Guys, a little bit of a rant. A little bit of a rant. Um, but by the end of this, I'm going to make you parents and you young people hopefully feel a bit better so i've been listening to the radio this morning and to be 
quite honestly, Ferrari is really pissing me off. He has just decided on this line that he's going to take that um, children who have got good results today um, in their exams are going to be a huge risk of not getting their places in university and then indeed when they uh, apply for jobs further down the line employers are going to look at their cv and say ah <laughs> you got an a but you were a child of 2021 just love and it's not just him so many different radio shows so many this tone that these kids and what they've achieved today is going to somehow be sneered at through their life. I tell you, I think it is an absolute disgrace and shame on you to anyone who is pushing that narrative today. I still think young people have had such a shit time and a shit amount of understanding of what they've gone through over the last couple of years, as have their parents. Their parents have supported them, who've lost sleep over their, over these results. Don't demean what they've done. They have done what they've done in spite, in spite of the terrible 18 months that we've all gone through. So just, just shut up. Just shut up. If your child or you have got the results that you wanted, brilliant, well done, huge round of applause, bloody well done. If you haven't, and you haven't done well with your, with your results, don't think that your whole life is going to be ruined by this. You know, you can, you've got options. You can either pull up your boots and do them again and, and, and hopefully get the result you want. But also, there are so many people that have the life that they want without having those results. I was a nightmare at school. I just wouldn't concentrate. I just wasn't interested in the whole exam thing. I just was so desperate to get out into the world. And everything I was criticised for in my school report, you know, talking too much, being the class clown, not concentrating, being all over the place. The very qualities that have given me the life that I now have. I mean, kind of, I've been on these women for the last 22 years, on and off. And the way I'm on these women is pretty much how I was at school. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning bad behaviour, but what I'm saying is you're sold that there's only just one route to having a life that you want, but actually there can be many other routes. And, you know, grit, determination, hard work, kindness, loyalty, all of those things are so important. So when you've got people on the radio today saying, oh, well, what if somebody looks at, these, at the CV of these kids and says, hmm, you're a child of 2021, remember that is highly unlikely that that's all they're going to look at. Like Mark, my husband, who employs people, is so is much more interested in the interview and how somebody comes across. Are you hardworking? You know, are you present? Are you up for the challenge? So, so you know, don't, for God's sake, feel your life is over if you didn't get the results that you want. And turn off the radio and the news. They just love a drama. They just love a drama. You know, you deserve the results that you've got. And to mums and dads, big bloody hug. Well done. Just off the back of that. So, I mean, I think we've talked about um, exams and we've talked about the merits of homeschooling and the lack of, you know, the, the arguments in a sense behind, you know, not attaching so much value to the simple act of getting a qualification. Um, 
But what you're saying there is really, really important because we've come out of exceptional circumstances. Let's use that word that was being used a lot last year and this year. Unprecedented, unprecedented. And I'm of the opinion, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people who, who does think systematically or systemically there are some issues with our educational system in terms of there are reports that universities are having to kind of pick up the slack with A-levels that don't meet the muster when it comes to what the degree courses require of them. That's in subjects like maths and science. This isn't just in the arts. So there's a kind of mismatch between what kids are learning and then what's expected of them at college. But that's a different systematic thing. That's a systemic problem with the system. But I do think this year, it's one of the few years far from actually homing in on, if what you're saying is correct, far from like the likes of radio presenters homing in on uh, the ways in which there's no validity to these grades or this increase in A's and A stars, something which I have an issue with, A's and A stars. But, you know, rather than homing in on it and sort of trying to mine this furrow of, well, the, you know, I, I think it's absolutely reprehensible because actually I think of all the times to kind of slightly say, okay, well, you know what, we have to let this generation off the hook. And I'm not saying that means they let off the hook academically. These teachers have made their assessments. Why we can't just trust that they've made professional assessments, I don't know. You know, they've made professional assessments. Students have learned within extraordinary, extraordinarily challenging circumstances. Ironically, I remember someone saying on our coffee morning chat, ironically, does this suggest that homeschooling isn't such a bad thing because so many kids have learnt remotely and yet the numbers have gone up. Well, interestingly, one of the people that rang into Nick Ferrari yesterday and he said, you know, my, my, my kid's getting his results tomorrow and, we, we, you know, he's going to do really well. Well, it is going to do really well. I mean, no dismiss to your son, but I mean, you know, if I was a teacher, I'd be scoring up. He said, first of all, my wife is a teacher, and actually that's quite insulting because mm. they are professionals and that's not how it works. Mm. Secondly, my son, who's studious anyway, was in the position where there were no distractions. He studied yeah. with no distractions. There was no settling the class down for 10 minutes. No. There was no, you know, uh, naughtiness going on in the back. And, and Nick Ferrari just, it's like he hadn't heard it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they haven't been able to go anywhere. There's been no parties. There's been no hanging around the park. Surely some of those kids must have spent more time studying yeah, for their, for I, their I exams. And I think it's really important to say, because we've heard an awful lot, and as we should have done, about the lost kids, the kids from coming from deprived backgrounds. Yeah families that have no inclination towards the value of learning, kids that really the educational system is about caring for them rather than actually educating mm. them. But we rarely have heard, actually, throughout the whole crisis, I haven't heard anything about the kind of kid I was as a yeah. student, which was, yeah. do you know what? Here's an opportunity to learn without distraction, yeah. without people in the class. Without bullying. Without bullying, without worries about, am I doing this at break? Am I talking to them yeah. at break? Without that whole settling down, which, to be fair to teachers, you know, I'll quote again our friend who's a teacher in a private school who, who one day kind of summed up the fact that when he... The one-to-one the, the -one time he has with each student and his 15 members of his class amounted to something like one minute, 42 seconds. Yeah, and that was a very expensive learning. private school. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, so, you know, there are many ways to say... It, I mean, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? Is this, is this people who are anti-remote learning and anti-homeschooling once again 
wanting to have their cake and eat it by saying, well, the results are up because teachers have let them off the hook, da 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 Whereas actually, there could be a very valid reason that most of the kids at A-levels, and we're only talking about A-levels because GCSEs are coming out. Yeah, well, we're, filming, we're recording this Wednesday, so they come <coughs> They'll out They'll just tomorrow. come out, but we're recording this just as A-levels have come out. It's a pretty safe bet that a lot of kids doing A-levels, though not all of them, are pretty much wanting to do those subjects. The mm. higher you go through education, the more mm. likely you are. I don't want to always, believe me, I was at college with total wasters. I mean, I, I was in danger of becoming one of them. But, um, you know, the, the higher you move through education, the more likely you are to have kids that want to learn, want to get the grade, and are wanting to move on up the system. So doesn't this prove that the way in which we've learned in the last year and a half is beneficial right. That's, to learning. That was the debate this chap on the radio was trying to... And yeah. I, I thought, well, of course, so Nick sorry for... Because Nick Ferrari just didn't well, hear course, it. No one's going to want to agree with that because, of course, all these people are sending their kids to highly expensive private schools. That, um, if they suddenly realise that all kids could do this at home, it would be horrendous. I mean, I still think school is the best place for most people, but yeah, I think we've got to have the debate that... Are some of these children, is some of the increase in these A's actually because children have been at home without distractions, without worrying about the girl that they fancy, without having to have the hassle that they had on the bus exactly. on the way in, without having the stress of the teacher that's actually quite horrible about yeah. them. We've got to talk about the possibility of that and not, again, demeaning teachers by saying, well, they just didn't... But also the other thing about this is teachers... We What I think has also shown up in these results is and this is what many people call for, don't they? Is that teachers are looking at the great, what the work that they've done over the year. A lot of children aren't good in an exam situation. And so they may have been great over the last two two mm. years of studying for their for their A levels, and and may have in the past not done as well in, in the exam. Mm. But they still know that stuff, and they've still worked Precisely. hard. So this isn't about. This is where I think our educational system goes completely wrong. It's become a system that is simply and solely about passing an exam. Yeah. And that phrase, right. I need to pass my exam. Even if you're just cramming it in in the last that six phrase, months. That phrase, passing yeah. my exams, bears no relationship to it's learning something. It bears no relationship to learning, learning something. something yeah. It bears relationship to passing an exam. And if I was Gavin Williamson at this point, I would look at the data, as they would say they do, of these results. I'd be interested to see what the data on the GCSEs is. And I'd look at it and I'd go, oh, right, maybe we need to do something here where... Those students that are much more inclined to not being troublesome, difficult, needing care, good self-starters, can learn distantly. It's a little bit like flexi work, mm. flexi school, where he actually finds a way of maybe some remote learning is good in, in a lot of A-level students. Um, well, they do uh, do that, though. Levels. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, maybe they do, goes in a couple of days. Maybe they do it a bit more. Yeah. But also, two things. Reconsider remote learning and look at ways they paid the big bucks to do this. Work out ways of sort of, you know, sewing that into the system so it's a bit more meaningful. And recognising that coursework is always more about learning mm. than it is about passing an exam. Because you are having to study stuff across time, digest and comprehend stuff across time, not learn it and photographically remember it and just splurge it out and then as soon as you come out of the exam... Forget. Well, I remember last year when kids, when all the exams were being messed up and Maddie was saying that her friends were absolutely upside down. He said, you know, 
We, we're trained to pass exams. That's what we're trained for. Uh, my mocks were terrible because I wasn't doing anything around my mocks. I was now going to really, really, like, you know, swat up and get and pass my exam. Yeah. What, what, everything I've done is meaningless without the result yeah, of this yeah, yeah. exam. And yeah. they're, they're, like you say, there's got to be a flaw in that. Yeah, and I mean, you, I think you sum it up perfectly. I mean, in, in your Instagram rant, though I always hate the word rant because it's, sort of, it's used to sort of disqualify what someone's saying. It's like it's much too emotional. Mm. But I think your point is really key. In interview, you know, I've never been asked about my O level, my or my A level, and I'm going to say something really brutal because it really fucks me off across time. I've never been asked what class degree I've got. You, it's really weird because mm. you've got all you these got things. You got first, by the way. No, no, no. But you've got, <laughs> no, and 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 my MA, I've got a distinction. But <laughs> the thing is, even I at my age remember how hard I ended up working to get, get those grades and yeah. to have never been asked. He can't even show off about it. But did, did it give you an unbelievable amount of confidence? No. Oh. No, not at all. And that's my point. It doesn't matter how much you learn, what grades you get, it doesn't necessarily mean you become a really confident... I mean, obviously, this I was, is conf what, I was this confident is enough what, to no. go into the world and try and get this job and try and get that job. But can I just be honest, listener? My first job in the industry that I worked in and work, and work in was a lie. I lied about being able Me to too. operate an edit I system. lied to, to get every yeah. job I've got. So I didn't use any of my degree at all. Obviously, but, what you've learned then threads into what you do. So, of course, filmmaking, all that kind of stuff started to thread through. But... I was never asked. And so what I would say to any kids that didn't get their A-level grades or any parents of kids that's worried about their A-level grades, there are routes through. I mean, I think your story... We've got lots of people have messaged with yeah. that as well, really, like, inspiring well, I'm, stuff. I'm keen to hear those, because I think your story really is the exception rather than the rule, because, you know, very few people end up for 20 years on television presenting a show, essentially doing what they did at the back of the class in school. <laughs> I mean, that is such an unusual uh, career to have made a career of, you know. But actually, but actually as well, you know, it's like I often say, to get on Loose Women in the first place, mm. it was all the experiences before that. Mm. So, you know, I left school and I, I, you know, I got a job that I didn't like. So I thought, oh, I don't like working for somebody that tells me what to do. You know, so I started my little sandwich. Yeah, you developed I, I think I was just, opinions and experiences I was just, there. I was a yeah. born entrepreneur, I think, a mini entrepreneur, not a hugely successful one, but successful in that I had a happy mm. life. Mm. I was doing what I wanted to do. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, <laughs> at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Um, this is from Robin Charlie. As a teacher, I completely agree with what you've said. Academic results are one small part of the picture. Skills and character are what will bring success. I'll be really interested to see when um, Kiki goes back to school because we, you know, we are talking a lot of times in thin air, really, because we don't, we're not in the system. So I wonder if things have really changed and teachers do talk more about the 360-degree human being that you need to be well, and think, not just focused on results. I don't know. Well, I think we're a little lucky with the school we're going, uh, yeah. going to because I, I saw a talk, I was at a talk with the headmaster and they're precisely interested in that. And, I mean, yeah. I think my approach as a parent to 
exams and passing them. And I've had this conversation with Kiki, and I mean, obviously this is around GCSEs. The desire is to obviously do as best as you can, but mm. I am trying to bake it into her sense of herself yeah. and her accomplishments. She wants to work hard. As long yeah. as you, I mean, it sounds, it sounds, totally, it sounds like the things they used to put on school reports. As long as you've tried your hardest, as long as you're not disruptive, and as long as you listen and you're, you're yeah. gracious with the people trying to teach you, which is important because, you know, these people are going mm. in to try and teach you stuff. If you've tried your damnedest and you're struggling and you don't hit the grade or you don't hit that, no, none of us are going to be frustrated with you. None of us are going to be cross yeah. with you. You try your hardest and she says, but I do want to pass them off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Jenny Shilito, uh, the kids of 2020 and 21 have shown patience, resilience, adaptability and handled stressful and difficult situations so well. Stick that on a CV. Yeah. Give our kids and the education system a bloody break. I tell you what, I reckon five years from now when we pass through this, yeah. this whole cloud, people will have forgotten yeah. the intensity of what we've done now. And actually, I think kids of COVID, any of you listening, you'll need to remind them that not only did you, you get the grades you got, you also got through yeah, the exactly. you know, equivalent of a war. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Williams, kids should be encouraged to embrace their strengths and explore what they want to do, which doesn't always result in top grades at school. Well, exactly. But can I just say about that, that, that goes to the heart of, a, again, this systemic problem that I have with our education system. Education now, and especially university, and I think we talked about this on our coffee mm. morning, uh, is it, it, what's happened is a monetary value has been attached to all learning. Mm. How does this serve the right job? It's why the humanities are being squeezed and squeezed. The arts are being squeezed and squeezed. They'll never be squeezed out totally. They can't because it is actually a multi-billion pound yeah. industry. But, and it's a big but, the more they become marginalised, the more the only rich kids will be able to consider the arts or the creative industries. And only rich, I mean, look at all of our leading that. actors. They're all, all from Eton. All from Eton. You know, and, and if that happens, what you get is... A, a non-availability of even being able to do it mm. for anyone else from any other class, uh, you know, the nation, class, creed or colour in a sense. So my worry is that mon a monetary value has been placed on A-levels. A monetary value is now placed on degrees. So unless this assures you a certain... So learning has become just a fiscal thing. Mm. It's becoming just a fiscal thing. And so this holistic sense of educating yourself because actually I want to enjoy my life as well as earn in my life and all that kind of stuff mm. gets totally lost mm, at a really does. early age. Um, Mama Bex 55, my daughter worked so, so hard through lockdown. Lockdown. I have no idea where her work ethic comes from. <laughs> she was making herself ill with study, essay writing and exams in April and May. She earned her grades fair and square. The kids did everything asked of them and more. Media spin is so demoralising and predictable. Big love to all the families of Year 13s today. My son's results <laughs> makes me cry. <laughs> My son's results on Thursday may be a different matter. And that, you see, I love that sort of rousing call to other parents. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's why we do Confessions of a Modern Parent, because it's really hard to get just lost in... Well, it's just like everything, isn't it? Who's our, who's our lovely new presenter we found on LBC, Vanessa? And she talks about, um, she, she has a great show, I can't remember her second name now, seven till nine on a Saturday, and she talks about the truth is in the grey area mm. and these huge swipes that were going out yesterday. Oh, well, mm. and the children of 2021, their grades will mean nothing. Mm. And actually, you can be locked away with those worries and fears, and it does take other parents to get, 
bloody hell. Let's just stop a minute, mm. OK? We know, you know, how old are Nick Ferrari's kids? Mm. You know, we know what they've all been through. Yeah, we can know, I just like, say you I... don't. Don't pontificate about something you haven't been through. But what I really like about this discussion, I, know, I didn't realise beforehand, that there's, there's, a, there's a narrative bubbling underneath all of this that huge numbers of conventional educational thinkers don't want to hear. No, they don't want to they hear it. They don't want to hear the fact no. that perhaps because all of their kids have had... Cha- Less distraction. Well, they, well, they've had the challenge of mm. lockdown, COVID, potentially killing their grandparents, never seeing their friends and all of that. So they've had to deal with that. That's one thing. But they've also managed to knock the baseball out of the ballpark. Yeah. And they're being told and that it's fake. And they're being told that it's fake. Now, you could have driven a train through Nick Ferrari's brain when yeah. the man said that yesterday. There was tumbleweed. He was absolutely <laughs> stomped I'm, and I'm, went I'm to now, the fucking news two minutes early. Of course you know. he did. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes early. I mean, I, I, I dramatised. I'm sure he didn't go to the news two minutes early, but you know yeah. what I mean. It was just like, he, he hadn't, when he was planning out his speech, his narrative drive yeah. was one thing. Yeah, yeah. He, please listen to Vanessa seven till nine on Saturdays. It's Vanessa. I think it's a different. I don't think it's, it's Isn't it? Elizabeth. <laughs> well, whoever's on at seven yeah, tonight, lovely. we've only she's just really discovered good. her, yeah. and she wouldn't have done that. No. I would love to have heard her debate. One of the things you talked about in your Instagram rant uh, is is the media, and I do think you have to think about the media in this because what's happening in the media now is that many pundits, observers, commentators, you know, the peers is the, you know, even James O'Brien, just because he sits within my political area and agree with a lot of what he says, there's an argument that you kind of know where they're going to sit and there's no budging. And, mm. and what I do wish there was in all these discussions was an ability to be flexible and to shift and to move and all that kind of stuff. For example, mm. exactly. you know, I've always, I've always had this worry. That would have shown real intelligence. But I was interviewing Nick Ferrari and I, for a job and I'd seen him completely dismiss mm. a possible interesting thread that could have... Mm. That could have taken his, yeah, 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 everyone a different, and he just went, uh, I'd have got, oh, what a lazy absolutely. mind. There you go, Nick, you wouldn't have got the job. Well, I remember, <laughs> it's weird, because I remember, I was the last year of O-levels, and I remember I had friends in the year below, and even back in 1987, I remember friends of mine who were taking GCSEs for the first year would be already being told these aren't as hard as O-levels. God, I mean, how demotivating. But but all through the years, and I've been one of those people who's passed through the whole educational system, I can see how there is a shift down for every institution at every level to cater for what is believed. So universities have to pull it down. So, you know, there's a lot of stories of universities having to almost do a refresher course to get lots of kids coming through A-levels up to the speed. Now... The problem here is that is a problem with the system. It's not mm. a problem with the kids. No. The kids can only do mm. what is asked, asked of, them of them within the system that yeah. it's asked of. And so And the parents can only support absolutely. that one thing that the absolutely. system wants, so, even if their hearts and minds are pulling in a different exactly. direction. So I think that what I'm trying to say here seems contradictory, but it's not. You have to cherish, champion, and 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 just, you know, garland the kids that have done well. And can I also just say You've done well, even if you've got a B, a C, or a D. You know, we've got into this ludicrous premiership situation, like a Super League, where unless you've got three... I mean, I heard someone say yesterday, oh, such and such got 
three A stars. And suddenly the person with two A stars does... and an A felt a failure. I know, it's I shocking. got two A's and a C. Well, why there weren't did... stars when you did it. No, there were no stars, but I got two A's and a C. And all my granddad said to me was, why did you get the C? But that's a good grade. It's a, a great, it's a pass. Do you know what? If you pass, that's a good grade for me. So I do worry um, there's AA star tyranny. Oh, it's but, awful. You know. Claire is... This is what I wrote in the comments section of a certain newspaper. I'm sick and tired of seeing people who don't have children currently in the exam system mocking them and saying they're being given top grades, that the result is worthless. I've watched my daughter struggle for two years with isolations, numerous teacher changes due to illness, constantly changing tech, lockdowns, four different mock and exam date schedules as they kept changing and a complete lack of peer support. These young people have knuckled down and independently and and intelligently and deserve the results they've got. Here, Claire here, is. Claire is. Here, here. You need here. to stand on a, on a podium yeah, and, and say shout that, that to the loud. nation. I mean, that's, I mean, just look at that. Look at the and list you... of things they've had to contend with. <sighs> And I think, oh. You know, the other thing that really gets me as well is, and is, is a, a lot of these pontificators also want to say, but it wasn't like the war, you know, they just had to sit oh, inside. Sure. What you don't understand is for a teenager, for a young adult, being asked to not do all of the things mm. they love and then to come out of lockdown and be told you're the problem, essentially. Uh, 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 you're uh, the unbelievable problem. what we're talk piling about, on talk them. Talk about villainising And do you remember me saying a year ago, I think on this, if we're not careful, we, we'll have a generational divide. I know, you've always said that from the beginning, haven't you? Um, Sorry, Adele. uh, Adele Bissani. (laughs) My daughter has anxiety related to school and she's had to take medication to get her through her GCSEs and now her A-levels. She has worked super hard in this this crazy pandemic and not being taught face-to-face for the majority of her courses. And she she did not only herself proud... But us, her parents, are super proud of her achievements. So for anyone to criticise any of these students, they should be ashamed of themselves. Mm. As as is like to, to see, see how I just like to, to see. see how well they'd cope if they were studying for their A levels in a pandemic. So he and the rest of them can do one, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, you're in trouble today with us lot. You yeah. really are. Good on you, Adele. Um, I, I just want to read this one. It's from a teacher. I'm, this is Connie Bell Belzen. Mm-hmm. I'm a teacher, and this year was the second year with corona exams and results. These kids have worked just as hard. No, probably even harder for their exactly. results, as the circumstances under which they had to perform were extremely difficult. I applaud these kids. I'm about to be crying. <laughs> uh, my students for doing so well. I'm so, so proud of them. And actually, Connie, we had a friend round um, last night and, and she works in a school. And she said, you know, what the teachers have been, she's not a teacher, Celsius, but what the teachers have mm. been through. And in fact, somebody messaged me who's a receptionist and said, if only people could see mm. the level of exhaustion that teachers have gone through. And many of them have ended up in tears at her reception over what they're going so... Really was terrible day yesterday to talk about them in that. It way. really was. It really was, and also uh, we've just sort of paid reference to those kids who perhaps didn't hit the grade uh, mm. of, of an A or a B or even a C. And I think it's really important. You know, we keep hearing what was it, forty four percent got A's and A stars. Well, that means the majority didn't, and we're we're kind of, you know. By ignoring them, I remember what it was like when I got a C in one of them, and it was like, you know, suddenly... I mean, back then, an a, back then, you were offered a place at university based on... It was always a, a sort of variety of A's, B's and C's. It was always a variety of them. Um, I wanted to go to... Back then, I wanted to go... I, I was toying with going to Cambridge to do English, but, of course, I didn't have the status, the class, and I didn't think I'd get two A's in the two remaining A-levels that I did, so I, I didn't apply, and I got them. 
And I remember turning down another university. So there were all these kind of decisions that were being made back then. Now, kids have to jump through the hoops of getting pretty much A, 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 A. But there are lots of kids. The majority of kids aren't getting A's or A stars. And my worry is that the the sense of failure that's going to be felt there, if the A's and A starers are being told this isn't worthy, what the fuck is going to happen to anyone lower? Can you imagine if instead of the doom and gloom that was that was put out yesterday, that the narrative had been sold to all of us? This is extraordinary. Given these what, yes, kids, exactly. and look at this. Look at what can happen when a child is given the space to just study without the distractions. What this is extraordinary. Right. What can we learn from this? Moving forward, but they won't do it. Well, Mark. they won't do it, because do everyone it. is invested. Everyone is invested in a system that works for a few and doesn't work for the majority. Yeah. and it works for a few. I tell you what. I tell you what. It works for a few in certain positions in the media who go on banging on about it, who are also sending their kids to private schools. These kids that have done this in the state system deserve every bit of a gold medal at the Olympics. It's a remarkable achievement. Because the kids, because we know many people whose kids are in private school, we know many teachers in private school, and they were worked really hard. Tons of face-to-face, really, really full-on. The state school kids didn't get that that same level right from the beginning because they didn't know which way was up. Teachers in state schools have worked so bloody hard, but a lot at the beginning was going against them yeah. providing what they knew they but it goes to back provide. to this fear of change it goes back to this fear mm. of difference it goes back to this thing that, that we've always the way engaged. we've always done yeah, it yeah yeah but the, the, the thing that we've talked about before where when i talk about our kids being homeschooled in any way shape or form people get angry it's not your child you don't need to get angry, angry with I'm me not telling you to do it no it's not like i'm invading your life no. but this because is, this is want... almost a systemic example mm. of proof that the Fixed system doesn't necessarily work. Well, not right. Let's keep moving. Keep yeah, moving. Yeah, Nobody questions this. So they're having to say it's wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that. Uh, S Batch zero um, four. As always, this is teacher. We didn't pluck these grades out of thin air. <laughs> exactly. Hours and hours were spent gathering robust evidence to award students their final grades. The sheer resilience and determination students and teachers have shown throughout this is admirable. Thank you so much. Beautifully Beautifully eloquently put. Um, Jules Appleby, young people have really suffered this last 18 months and have had to show tons of resilience. They'll also be the ones wading through the consequences Uh, of COVID for years to come. Thank you. Can I also just say that just like COVID has been used as cloud cover to explain away all Mm. of the insufficiencies and dilemmas of Brexit, COVID will also now be used as cloud cover for the fact that opportunities and futures for kids that are now indebted to due to their student loans and going through university, mm. uh, the, the, the job market isn't going to be there. There'll then be an argument that you can't earn money in the arts, but the arts are being squeezed. If you squeeze the arts at the, uh, the, at the job's end, of course there aren't going to be opportunities. Mm. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Let's, mm. not, let's not educate as many mm. people in the arts because there aren't as many opportunities. Mm. But that's going to be across the board. And COVID is going to be used as cloud cover for a system that doesn't, doesn't work. work. And 
and and and it doesn't matter if the children are used as fodder no. to feed that no. narrative. It's infuriating. It really is. Obvious. Fiona C52. To be honest, exams don't suit everyone, and for years students have fallen at this hurdle yeah. due to nerves and stress. This is what we were just talking yeah. about, Mark. Personally, I feel to be graded over the year is yeah. fairer than sitting an exam and seeing how well you do on the day, which is partly what's happened and partly why people have done well because it hasn't all been about the three hours Precisely. where you sit at a desk, nervous out of your mind because the whole bloody world has told you that unless you pass this exam in a certain way, you're not going to have a damn life. In a weird <laughs> way, the last 18 months have proved that remote learning, coursework and an, an element of homeschooling are the best for your kids. <laughs> I mean, oh shit, we're what not going to we look at it that no, way let's around. Let's go back Ooh. to learning everything by Ooh. rote and just jumping through exam dudes. Yeah. Chatty Annie, my son has his grades today in spite of the shit, not because of it. He has the grades he was on course for before the shit storm, so people can bog off. These kids have had their lives on hold for 18 months. No socialising, no school, no driving lessons, no nothing. I, for one, am proud of not only my giant man baby, but to every bloody one of them. Here, here, here. 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 I've got some great followers on Instagram, I really have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to read this to me, Mark? Uh, Sarah, right, absolutely agree. My 16-year-old has secured a fantastic apprenticeship with a hair salon even before she gets the results. As long as they are hardworking, can be a team player, polite, on time, and have a personality, that's what I matters. I love this message. And I think that's, I the, that's the other part of what you were talking about that we haven't mm. really touched on, is if you are stepping outside of the system. So, you know, it's like Anne Maddie. You know, she knows what her passion is. We're supporting her, her in that passion. It's a gamble, but you live once. It, you yeah. live once. Stri you know, strike high, aim for your dreams and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there are options to go back to college and act in college and perform in college and all this kind of stuff. But the other point that I think you made the point is that, you know, a lot of people in the world uh, don't make their assessments on whether you're appropriate for a job, for a job or a career or, 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 or a course even necessarily based solely on your exams. There are many other qualities, many other attributes. You've proven that, Nads, that you can sidestep the system of exams and everything and still make a career. And obviously, you know, like you said, all those other jobs that you've done and all those experiences, mm. travel. I mean, you know, kids have even had travel removed. You know, Maddie knows kids that this was their gap year. I oh, know. This was their gap year. I know. They're going to hear stories of my generation going, yeah, yeah. we went interrailing, yeah, you yeah. went to Boston, yeah, yeah. Best years of your life. And now they're going back, and a lot of them will still have only remote learning. God love them. I, I, I love this one. Shona Costello, 1495, because this is something else that we haven't quite touched on. That education doesn't just happen between the ages of five and 21. Yeah. So for someone who failed their A-levels, I second what Nadia is saying. I'm sitting here eight years later with a sports science degree and a primary teaching degree. I've travelled the world and found my confidence in that time. Congratulations to every single child who got results. You did it in probably the hardest two years the world has seen in decades. So celebrate. Yeah. You know, that's really important. I mean, I was saying yesterday on our coffee morning, wasn't it? Actually, I probably should have gone. I didn't even think of it. I probably could have studied something that was really close to my heart in my late 20s or my 30s. But do you know what? It I've wasn't always, the right time for me. Do you know what I've always felt about you? I've always, and this is what I love about you, and this is what makes... Oh, I, I think you're telling me something you love yeah, about Yeah, no. You have a naturally inquiring 
hungry mind. Okay, you might be a bit scatterbrained in where it sits, and you might not be able to attend <laughs> to it for a long time. But I've noticed that if we go to a gallery, if we see a film, if we see it, getting you there is the difficulty. But once you get there, you have a natural desire to go into it, to go into the mm. depth of it, to understand why, to understand mm. why that person did that. And I've always thought that forget the sort of the regimentation that's part of the whole learning system wouldn't suit you and I struggled with elements of it and now I understand why with ADD but um you know you would have absolutely loved the learning process mm. and when and so I think bizarrely you know many people would look at you and probably say she's a good time girl she's there she's instinctive and impulsive and all that but actually listen I know this is going off parenting a little bit what I connect with you on is your absolutely wholesome and wholehearted interest in something new and something that might be intellectual and something that might be experiential or whatever it is, and you're enthusiastic. And so I look at you and I see someone who would have really gained from some kind a of formal learning a a later in life. education, yeah. yeah. Later in life, absolutely. Oh, thank you, darling. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> I love this, the we, the, the underscore we, underscore bakery. Ooh, what sort of things do you bake? It's made me hungry now. Yes, 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 I'm sick of hearing this today, that somehow these children have gone through such a shitty time, somehow don't deserve the grades they re received. Imagine how demoralising. Yeah. They have overcome everything to be where they are now. As an ex-teacher, I know that teachers do not inflate grades. If anything, they've mm. probably been more cautious. Exactly, we bakery, because they probably thought this was shit was going to be thrown at them. Um, my eldest went through A-level results last year and my youngest will go through GCSE results next year. They've made me so proud of what they've achieved. Well done to everyone getting their results today. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, I'm going to be fascinated. By the time you listen to this, uh, listeners, the, uh, the GCSE results will be out. Now, won't it be an absolutely astonishing situation if those grades have gone up and we have yet more categoric proof that not the conditions of the coronavirus and not having their social life, that despite all those sacrifices, this remote learning, coursework, more attention to their individual needs results in better <laughs> grades. I mean, this but, is, this well, I can't wait to hear what Nick's got to say on Thursday. How's he gonna, what's he going to say? I love this one. I love all of them. Thank you so much. So mm, many comments. I wish really I could good, read them really all because they're comments. great comments. Love this. Mum of a 16-year-old awaiting GCSE results Thursday. We are having a party regardless. Good on you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because in the past 18 months, she's gone through hell and back. And at one point, we almost lost her to her mental health. Oh, my God. Yeah. So whatever the outcome, we are celebrating. Let's be quiet. Sorry again. Life and hard work. Well, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Absolutely. people. Absolutely. You know, this woman is saying she almost lost her due to mental health. And, and you know, when you are dismissing these people's achievement and the teacher's achievement, excuse me, mm. because the teachers we know, don't mm. we, from friends and family that Yeah, teach, remote learning doesn't mean the teachers health, teaching. It's <laughs> a crisis that teachers are going yeah, yeah. through as well. So big, big arms around you. So, Patricia, you're so right now, dear. My daughter has got AAA in her A-level results today and accepted into uni. And I'll tell you something, last year, and also when doing her AS levels, she worked bloody hard. On Zoom lessons, on assignments teachers sent out, she completed and returned them in time, and wow. I'm so proud. 
And another thing, teachers are not just going to award A grades, A grades to pupils yeah. who are Ds. Where's, where's a bit of respect for yeah. a profession? Well, isn't it weird? They're professionals. But isn't it weird that there's uh, such circumspection and disbelief now? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I can't quite fathom it myself. Mm. Uh, Wendy Tarrant, another undermining of achievements of our young people. Let's just, yeah, why not? You're right, Wendy. Mm. Why don't we just make this generational divide mm. even more mm. bloody deep? Teachers have worked so hard with their students to give accurate and deserved grades. They didn't pluck results from thin air. Grades have been created through test after test and assessments. Not only does this attitude of the media belittle the students' achievements, but also questions the ability of teachers to assess their students. Mm. Undermines the teachers yeah. in front of the kids, actually. Yeah. That's a good point. Congratulations to all students getting the grades they've worked hard to achieve today and on Thursday with the GCSE results. It's very true, actually, to undermine teachers and basically call them kind of... Liars. Liars, exactly. I mean, I was going to say that, and I thought, is that too strong? But no. actually, that is what they did. Well, it says saying. a lot, doesn't it, when Nick Fry said, that's what I would have done if I was a teacher. It's like, well, don't judge others by your own bloody standards. But I'm telling you, it's because the structures of, of an educational system that's creaking at the edges, mm. you know, there are certain people who are too fearful of an alternative approach. I mean, I'd love to be let loose in the education educational department of the government. I'd be getting think tanks looking yes. at different ways to kind of, let's look at coursework. Let's look at sort of integrated learning between subjects. Let's look at flexi times for those kids that aren't on the risk register. Gives us more people power in schools to help kids that are being lost and failed by the system. They've got too much covering up to do with money that was spent and overspent of the Brexit nightmare and supermarket shelves being out. They ain't going to... There's no time But to this think government about now this. has the greatest excuse for everything. Yeah. The NHS, That's education I mean. and importation and food shortage and cost of living. You can blame it all on COVID now. Right, this is a lovely one to end on from Steve Sam Thrower. This is so true. Not A-levels in our house, but GCSEs on Thursdays. So fed up with the pressure being put on young people. They all worked so hard in the past 18 months. They've had, had, all had to deal with something totally unprecedented, unseen in our lifetime. They've not only dealt with it, they've shown us adults how it is done. They've worked from home, missed their friends, missed their sports clubs, and some have done that whilst also losing family Absolutely. to this awful virus. You are strong, resilient, patient, make me cry again, and determined. Young people of Aww. 2021, I am humbled by you and I salute you. Oh, beautiful. God, that's so beautiful. Beautiful. And, and I think that final testimony and testament to young kids today. So look, if you didn't get the grades you wanted, it literally doesn't matter um, because it's not the be all and end all. If you got the grades you wanted, if you got any grades within this system, you have achieved an absolute miracle. Mm. And don't think, I, you know, certainly I think we need to just keep pressurising people to, to champion the fact that the COVID generation, as we could call it, or the mm. COVID years, the two years of COVID, did this despite COVID, yeah. rather than them being sort of somehow given sort of easy treatment and let off the hook. Yeah. Quite the opposite. Yeah. Quite the opposite. And um, to both my friends, Kaz and to Lisa, Lisa's actually Carlitos's mum who often contributes to this, um, to this uh, podcast. They both gave me great, lovely, long stories that we haven't got time for now, but the nub of it was they were both told that they were rubbish at school. They did really badly at school and they are two of the happiest mm people living the exact life that they wanted to. And Kaz and Lisa, I love you very much. And when I think of them, I only think of them smiling. 
Yeah. And then swearing. Well, they were really told there was no hope for them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. But you see, once... Sorry, I'm going to have to say this Mm. again, and I'm going to sound like James O'Brien. People in the system have a huge vested Mm. interest in Mm. saying that people outside the system, it won't work for you. Because otherwise, it questions the four corners and pillars of their lives. Mm. And people don't want to be challenged. Mm. You know, that way lies anarchy for them. Whereas actually, for me, it's like diversity. Mm. Blue sky thinking could have happened here. What a shame. What a mistake. We need Ken Robinson. Ken Robinson, please come back. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>